beginning. Welcome to the Grief Dreams podcast. My name is Sean Ram alongside Jade Black. Jade, how are you today? I'm great, Sean. Thank you for asking. Great. How's the weather right now in BC? It's warm. It's plus, well, warm. It's plus 12. A little rainy, but nothing too crazy, but it's good. It's better than all the snow, that's for sure. That's awesome. Uh, I know here in Ontario, Canada, it is warming up and I'm happy and we haven't really had a harsh winter anyways, but you know, it feels good. It's nice to see the sun out. Yeah, that's great. So wanted to introduce our guests, Tanya Joy Antonio. Tanya is a mother, certified life coach, and author of The Affirmation Station. She believes in the power of positive thinking, self-love, and creating a life that feels good on the inside. One way she says to do that is to fill our body, mind, and spirit with as many kind, loving, and compassionate words as possible. Tanya, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Great to have you. Yeah, we're so excited. I was checking out your website this morning. You have a really cool name, Tanya Joy. Is that your real middle name, Joy? Yes, it is. I love it. That's so cool. That's perfect. Thank you. I'm just curious. I want to jump right in here, and I want to talk about the book, Affirmation Station. Can you just tell us a little bit about the book, where the idea came from, and you know, perhaps even explain to some of our listeners what an affirmation is? Because a lot of people might not know what that means. Okay. So um, I'm very uh, creative. I feel like I always get brand new ideas. And when I had my daughter, so initially I got the idea when my daughter was about two months old, I'm going to say, Um, I had a really rough C-section. So I had to slow down. And by me being able to slow down, I got to really just, you know, let ideas come through me. And I had this idea one night when I was just like laying in bed and I told my husband about it and he really thought it was a great idea and it was one of those things that you know we get ideas all the time but there was something like telling me inside that I I had to create this book and to be honest I'm in the middle of doing my second book now and I feel like it's a tad harder this time because it's a little more of a serious book I did not struggle with this book Um, it came through me very easily I feel like my past experiences as a child manifested like into this book and being a mother really sparked like a whole new level of just inspiration in my soul. And so I said, what can I create? Like I created something that I thought maybe I could have used as a child. And what it is, is an affirmation is, um, you know, it's basically a, a powerful statement. And I believe that it's something we're sending. It's like a signal we're sending out to the universe of what is in the present moment. So for those wondering what an affirmation is, how many times a day do you maybe find yourself saying, I am bored, um, I am not good enough, I am fat, women with body issues, anybody with body issues, like we we sometimes attach negative words following the two words I am. And they're super powerful. So I like to encourage people to attach positive things. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to have a negative thought. It just means that when you kind of adopt and cultivate a practice of affirmations, you become more aware. So when you catch yourself in a negative, um, saying negative things, then you can kind of, you know, recognize it, honor it, um, but release it and then replace it with something more positive. So you want to say, I am positive. This doesn't mean you're having positive thoughts all day long, but like I said, you know, we have about 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day. So obviously they're not all going to be positive, but you just, you want to really affirm and 
um, just send that signal to the universe, something positive and even something you want in the moment or something you want to manifest. I think it's a really good habit and daily practice to have. And I think that the sooner you teach children to practice that and know, like teach them that they have the power within to take care of their emotional and mental wellness, then it's a really, really good practice to adopt. Okay, so this, that's amazing. So this sounds like something you really connect with your, your, you have a daughter? I do, her name is You Gemma said daughter, Love. okay. When what's her name? Gemma Love. Gemma Love, okay, pretty. So this is something you really connect with your daughter over, I'm guessing, and yeah. and seeing that she, she kind of in a roundabout way inspired this this kind of journey that you've been on with producing the book and, and um, really incorporating these concepts into your life and sharing them with the people around you and so what kind of affirmations you know do you teach to her or share with her and have her yeah I read all of I read all of the ones from the book so it's 15 positive affirmations followed by a mini mantra so okay mini mantra would be something that rhymes so for example I am strong strong mind strong heart deep within is where it starts that's one of them. Um, I am calm. It says, let's be calm and meditate. It feels so good. Don't hesitate. Breathe in deep, nice and slow. Feel at ease and go with the flow. So my intention too is that the person reading it to the child is benefiting from these as well. So whether you're reading it while you're pregnant, once you have the child, I like to see it. Um, a lot of classrooms are using it. And there's a journal in the background. So once the child is old enough to start writing, they can create their own affirmations. And there's a gratitude journal. So they get to express gratitude. One thing that I'm really grateful for is I did initially make it with children in mind, but of course the family practicing with them. But I have so many adults who are loving it and using it. So for me, um, daily affirmations and gratitude practice, there's, it's, you know, it's like love. It's a universal language. There's no age limit. So you can be, doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're young or old, everybody should be um, engaging in this practice. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, too, it's really important because it teaches people to have a degree of mindfulness about the things that they are thinking and really connecting to that place because a lot of times it's just kind of on autopilot and we're not really mindful of the connection between what we're thinking and and how we're feeling and then also what's externally happening to us or what we think is externally happening to us. So making that connection between all those things I think is really important. And also it's like a progressive, unconventional nursery rhyme. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, like, like I like how... The, the mini mantras, they rhyme. And I think that's really cool, too, because it's, it reminds me of all the stories that that I, that I would read it, you know, when I was a little kid. And it was like, you know, a mother goose or, or whatever it was. And, and kind of that, that element of having it rhyme, you know, added that little extra something to it. But to have something that's really functional and gives a gift of encouraging love and, and all that, it's kind of like... You know, in my eyes, it's like it's like a a new kind of nursery rhyme or bedtime story or or something. So that's that's really a cool idea. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. Um, I've always loved poetry and rhyming. I very much rhyme a lot when I use my when I write poems and stuff. So yeah, it it did. It came through really easily for me. It was something that I just had to create. I feel like God put this 
vision in my heart and I created it and I'm so in love with it. All the images inside are hand painted and a lot of them have henna incorporated in them. So okay. um, I was present for all the paintings. I had the artist come to the house and I would tell her like exactly what I envisioned and we would sit there. I'd be nursing my daughter. She would be freehand painting. It was such a magical experience for me actually to create this and I'm really, I am very in love with it and I'm very grateful for everybody who's embraced it. And I just Mm -hmm. love to see, you know, people sharing it with their family and uh, teachers sharing it with their classroom. Uh, I love it. It's really, it makes my heart. um, Yeah. And it's an amazing thing that I'm I'm seeing you hear, hearing you talk about it because it really, and it taps into the, the science as well. It taps into how we learn as individuals. You know, we hear something. If someone says, oh, you know, just think positive. A lot of people might not know what that even means. So having something in rhythm, you know, kind of helps our brains. Having images connected to it helps our brains. And, you know, you're in a way, you're carving out new new neural pathways, right? If we do this every day, eventually we start believing it. So if I'm, you know, I remember one time Joshua Black, he told me to, you know, look into the mirror and tell yourself you, lo- you, you love yourself. Like just a simple thing like that can actually help change your day. It can set the tone. So, you know, what you've done with this book is, is essentially that you're, you're setting the tone. We do think about the same thoughts sometimes. Sometimes we have these, you know, really untrue statements about ourselves that have kind of been built over the years. So I like what you're doing because it's kind of undoing that and carving out a new path and saying, no, you know what, you're going to have a great day and this is why you're amazing and this is why you need to be positive. And then you're also giving people the tools in the form of a statement or a, a rhyme to, to kind of give them that pathway. So yeah, that, that that's how I can see the benefit and, and uh, that's what makes this book truly unique. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. That was so beautiful to listen to. Um, Well, it's funny because um, depending on, you know, one thing for me and is that I believe like children cannot always control what goes on right um, around them. Like as adults, we we have the choice to remove ourselves from situations and children don't always have that option. So for me, it's very much I want them from the get-go to really believe that they have the power to rise above any challenges that, that they might be faced with. And Dr. Wayne Dyer, uh, somebody who I grew up because my mother introduced me to him, he says that you can't always control what goes on outside, but you can control what goes on inside. And so we need to know we have the power to take control of our minds. And uh, depending on everybody it also experiences things on a different level. So what somebody might take as not so much of a stressful situation, somebody else might be a highly sensitive person and might react differently. So by engaging and cultivating in this practice, I think that it just empowers the child and, and whoever it is, the woman, the man, whoever is using them, we need to empower ourselves and remind ourselves that, yeah, not everything, not every thought is going to be positive. I know this for a fact. I mean, like I said, my passion stems from my personal experiences as a child. I, witnessed a stormy marriage with my parents, um, which was, you know, followed by divorce when I was six. And obviously being present in your mom's sadness, never easy. Um, And my father was killed when I was 12 years old. So I, you know, when he died a pretty traumatic death. So I have been wounded and, you know, stress and anxiety started at a very young age for me. So I needed these mindful tools. 
our, our mental wellness and emotional state is top priority in my eyes. And even as a mother, I know that some people might think I'm crazy, but I mean, I care more about her mental wellness and emotional state than I do about her math grade. Does that make sense? No, total sense. You know, you're giving them the tools. You're giving them a shield and a sword to go off into the world. And those tools are essentially building them up so that they do believe that they're better than everything around them. You know, the society has a way of kind of pushing us into certain boxes and saying, well, you need this and you need that and this will make you happy. But, you know, we're already what we need to be. And I think both of you will probably uh, agree with that as well. Absolutely. Well, I think it is. I think it is really, really important to be able to focus on developing emotional intelligence in children and in all of us. Really, that's something we're not really paying attention to. And me personally, I, I totally agree with, I mean, education and, I mean, if you're passionate about math and, and, and whatever, I mean, pursue that and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think so many things stem from your ability to know who you are and know your, you know, potential and to have good psychological health and really good, you know, emotional skills, coping skills, and everything else comes out of that place. So to be good in that area, in in my opinion, is, is also top priority. So no, I, I, I don't think it's crazy at all to say I would rather... You know, even me and myself, I would I would rather be, you know, more emotionally grounded and spiritually grounded than, you know, to, to be highly educated or be really thriving in, in any other area. Because at, at the end of the day, to, that's what helps us to, to connect with other people. And that's where, um, you know, being authentic is and, and embracing, you know, the, all the human stuff that we go through, being able to sit with ourselves and sit with our sufferings and the ups and downs and, and everything, that's that's the most beautiful stuff there is. So to focus on that, I think, is a beautiful gift that you're offering to your daughter and to offer everybody who's watching as well because there's not enough focus on on those things. And those things are super powerful. It, it's true. And I feel like in today's society, even with all of social media and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is in this, um, almost like this comparison mode. It's everybody, you know, when comparison steals your joy, like I want my daughter to be an encourager, to encourage others to shine their light, not ever to question her own uniqueness and her own gifts because of someone else. Like why, you know, it's all about lifting each other up. And, you know, we like they say, we rise by lifting others. So I really hope that, you know, if there's something that she doesn't, do like say that there's someone who's amazing at piano and she really couldn't play it I would never want her to put herself down for not being good at piano but I would want her to really tell that person what a beautiful gift they have and to recognize that she is gifted in other ways Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah there's room for all of us all of us in 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 every different way and I think like thank goodness we're not all good at the same stuff like that would be so boring do you know what I mean like uh, that's what makes the world so colorful and we're not all meant to thrive and shine in the same areas. Like some of us are just really good at different things and the skills. And I love that about my immediate group and the people that, you know, my acquaintances and, you know, the people that, that, that I encounter in, in my work and and personal life. And, and it's really great. But I think you have to be really, you have to be really solid in yourself in order to be able to, 
to offer that space to somebody else and to be able to praise their accomplishments as well. Um, not everybody is, is, is in a spot to do that. But I think um, practicing positive thinking and the, the affirmations and, and really tapping into your power is a way that you can do that and become more sure of yourself. And, you know, when we're super sure of ourselves, we're, we can allow others to, to be sure of themselves too. And it's just really, really great. We can do a lot of really, really good work from that spot. So cool, so cool. So where can people find your book? Yeah, so the book is available on Amazon.ca.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Indigo. So Chapters Indigos carries it. Um, Like in Vancouver, it's actually on the shelves in stores, same as Toronto. So some some chapter Indigos are carrying it on the shelf and some is just online. Online, okay. Yeah, you can get it really anywhere. Okay. And it's available in ebook as well. And so what I've done is for the people who order the ebook, they can go to my website and subscribe to tanyaantonio.com and they'll automatically get an email with a printable version of the I Am Grateful journal. So then they can print off as many copies of the journaling paper as they like. Okay, great. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm going to make sure I do that. Uh, okay. So, Tanya, we look forward to hearing, seeing the second book as well. I, hopefully, I know you said it was. A little bit harder to write than the first one. The first one kind of everything maybe flowed organically. Uh, So how is the process going for the second one? So I'm in a writer's workshop right now, and I'm just learning how to, you know, express certain things that may have been traumatic, but I'm trying to express them more with a loving voice. I don't want it to be super, like, dark, right? So um, I'm just trying to get all my stories together about what I went through. Like, I, I like to say I consider myself a wounded warrior, and I'm turning my wounds into wisdom, so hopefully I can inspire somebody else that they can, you know, thrive in life, whether, you know, you have fears and anxieties that by by adopting these mindful practices that you can still thrive in life. And what we see a lot of out there is everybody saying, be fearless, be fearless. And that quote really makes me want to like run and hide. It's never resonated with me ever. If I had to wait to be fearless, I would probably do nothing. (laughs) So I think that a lot of times then we almost feel like, oh no, are we not good enough for this because I'm not fearless. It's more about feeling the fear and taking baby steps and doing it anyway, right? Absolutely, for sure. And I just, the whole be fearless thing, I I used to get so upset about it because I'm like, I can't, I can't, it doesn't resonate with me. Like I do still have fears. I am afraid of a lot of things. And that's why being mindful and trying to live a conscious life and live moment to moment, then it, it kind of like makes some of your fears dissipate. But also doing things that you're afraid of and getting a little bit out of your comfort zone is where a lot of the magic happens too. Yeah, and, and that's that's what you're doing is, uh, you know, you're conquering fear from what I see is through understanding, through learning. And that's that's kind of one of the only ways you can conquer fears through exploring and, and what is it exactly that you're fearful of. And so I hope, I wish all the success on the second one. And I think the process will be very important for you. And, and I'm excited to to hear about that. Um, wanted to talk actually about loss. We are, you know, we do like to talk about loss and dreams. So I know your second book maybe plays into your loss a little bit more. Can you um, tell us about that? Yeah. So when I was in the very end of grade seven, my father was killed. Um, I've lost a couple people close to me, but that was the main, like one that was very 
traumatic for me. And I find that once I became a mother, um, a lot of my old wounds were triggered again. So um, I lost him tragically. I, you know, went to school one day, my mom picked me up and I looked at her when she picked me up and I I said, my dad, it's like I had this knowing. I've always been very um, tapped in and tuned into my intuition. And she had said no, obviously, I think maybe she didn't want to really tell me in that moment. She wanted to wait till we got home. But so we got home and she explained to me like what happened. He died tragically. And so as you can imagine, like, you know, going into grade eight, my whole world kind of like flipped upside down within minutes. And yeah, uh, it was really tough. And I, I don't think it, I mean, it's not that you ever, it gets easier and you stop missing them. You always miss them, but you have to find a new way to stay connected. And so I was always very, um, I would pray to have dreams about him and I would just talk to him all the time and just ask for signs and pray for signs. And so I get them because I ask for them. Wow. I'm I'm sorry about your loss. It's, that is a tragedy at that age as well. But I'm happy that you were able to kind of get signs and, you know, like being, I guess, the intuitive person that you are, you allow yourself to open up to those signs as well. So that's pretty amazing. What kind of um, signs do you do you see or hear? Do you do you have like do you see them every now and then? What I noticed was when when I first started having dreams, a lot of them were more or less of me finding him. Like a few were very weird. I he would wash up on shore and I would find him like coughing and I'd be like, oh, you're still you're alive. Like I'd be running and saying, I found him. He's alive or I would see him drive by. So a lot in the beginning was me wishful thinking that he was still alive. And then the ones, they they stopped for a while. And then I would have a dream that I would say, okay, this wasn't a dream. This was a visit because I really, truly think there's a difference. And so I recall this one day, um, him walking out the side door of the house and the sky was the most blue it could ever be. The grass was the greenest it could ever be. And he just walked up to me, made eye contact and gave me a smile. And the smile he gave me, his skin was flawless. Everything was just dreamy. You know what I mean? It was like such a perfect scene and it was just a comforting smile. And I almost feel like that was him saying, I'm okay, I'm here. And so that one was a really comforting dream for me. Another one, I was in the shower and um, all of a sudden I opened the door because I heard something and my father looked at me and said, I have something to tell you. And then my, my ears started filling up with water and I couldn't see what he was saying. So that one always kind of stayed with me. And I always wondered and asked for a message, like, how can I find out exactly what it is he wants to say? And just him showing up and it's the ones where he's very looks happy and the, and it's very heaven-like, I feel like those are the ones where he's visiting me. One time I was like flying in my dream with him. <laughs> it was pretty cool. That sounds amazing. amazing. <laughs> I know. I love it. Was, it was definitely neat. I don't know. Some people might think some of my dreams are a little bit weird, like they're a little bit out there, but I mean, oh, nothing can shock us here. Yeah. We've so. heard it all. And you know, I think, I think it's really cool to just, on, in all the different emotions that we feel, because it's like, po- you know, we have a positive and then, you know, things that are kind of more negative, but at the same time necessary and really allowing us to connect with where we are in our grief. And so I think that's important too, because a lot of people just want, like some dreams that I have that are super positive of of people who have transitioned, you know, and they help me. And then I've had other ones that really shake me to my core. And 
one might describe those as dark or really heavy, but they've come with a very specific message for where I was at in like my waking life at that time. So it's really helped me. Do you know what I mean? As much as it, I might have felt emotional or um, it really forced me to sit with sadness. So I think that's, I think that's, you know, important to be with all of it, you know, Absolutely. because it's not just losing a, a loved one isn't just, you know, there's positive memories of them and, and allows us to, you know, connect on what they meant to us. And, and that is super important as well as, you know, the, the, the hurts and, and where we're at and how we're going to cope and regrets we might have or guilt we might have. It's just really like the whole mash of, of humanness all, all all in those experiences. So I think that's that's really powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. I I think too, um, I may have shut signs out for a while. I think I might have got scared sometimes when I was younger. So, and then when I became more open to it, when I opened myself up again, then you receive signs. I think staying open and asking for them, asking for signs from your angels, asking for signs from your spirit guides and from your loved ones is really important. You know, you always have those little signs where there's no way in the world a feather could have gotten your house and you look down and there's a feather standing at your feet. There's always going to be something like that. I was driving under a tunnel uh, where the radio does not work every time you drive under this tunnel. And my father, one of my father's favorite songs from the Eagles was on and it played the whole entire way through the tunnel on the radio. And I thought, you know what? Never has the radio stayed on through this tunnel and the day his song is on, it stays on. So like little signs like that even happen and they are, they're very comforting and you can laugh about them. And That's so cool. I have those experiences often as well. And and, and you just know there's not a lot of... You just know in your heart there's not a lot of like room for debate when those things happen. It's like you just and you know and you describe them as these little things, but to me that's so profound. Like that that one event has has the power to have me questioning what is possible and you know really playing with all the limits of power and technology and what is actually feasible and 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 all that. And I think you're absolutely right when you're open and and you ask you know, and say, I am ready to receive whatever it is that, that I know is going to be beneficial to me. And and that kind of opens the floodgates. And the stuff that comes to us is just r- remarkable. For sure. I also think when I was listening to this other, like, meditation and podcast, and, you know, we're, like, emotional beings, we're vibrational beings. And so if we're really, really down, like, in the dumps and we're really, really negative – the, like your angels or the people who have passed on, they're no longer in this, this state of anything negative. They are Their vibration is so high, right? So you almost have to raise yourself to their vibration to connect with them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when mm-hmm. we become more open and we're raising our vibration, then we might get signs more easily. Like I find I always get a sign when I am in a higher vibration state. So that's really comforting too. Yeah, yeah. It's like a radio station. You have to be really tuned into that. The frequency, yeah. That frequency, yeah. Um, so, you know, we do like to ask our guests, like, if you could have a dream of your loved one that's passed away, what kind of dream would it be? Yeah, yeah. I would love to just be sitting somewhere really cool. Um, I don't know, like really nice scenery and just sit there and talk. I would really love to have a conversation with my father. <laughs> so whether that be like, 
him getting to see Gemma Love and play with her in my dream, but I have so many questions, and it, I would love to just have a dream where I got to ask some questions. So I would, con- I, although it's a dream, I feel like I would want an actual, like real answers, real questions. Um, and when you say a nice scenery, is that like a nature? Yeah, um, definitely. Like a nature type scenery that yep. you're envisioning? Guys, yes, nature. <laughs> okay. What would your father be wearing? He would be wearing black Edward and Edwin jeans that he used to buy from Opus with a black T-shirt and a pair of cowboy boots. <laughs> I, like I like it. it. I like it. Okay. <laughs> I like it a lot. And what would you be wearing, Tanya? Yeah, I would definitely just be in a pair of ripped jeans and maybe um, a concert T-shirt or something. Something cozy and comfy. Cool. Summer day or fall day? Spring? Um, I love fall fall but I for some reason initially I saw sunshine and I pictured summer when you first I did asked too. me yeah. yeah nice and just the two of you and Gemma love okay and I would too. like her to be there yeah for sure it's beautiful I hope you have that dream tonight oh I hope so it's funny <laughs> when you're a new mom you don't get constant sleep so it's my dreams haven't been super um clear in the last little bit because I'm not sleeping fully yeah Um, but when I do have them and I get in those deep sleeps I'm very connected to my dreams I often wake up and I'll call someone and say okay this is what I dreamt about and then this happens or if I have this certain dream one of my friends ends up being pregnant like I've always really been connected to my dreams I think you you have the tools right you have the tools to kind of welcome that dream in you know you, you you already you have a book on affirmations you're positive you know, you know how to navigate your world through intuition. So, you know, I could see something like that definitely manifesting. So, you know, we, we do wish you have that uh, dream tonight. Thank yeah. you. And if, and if you do, email us, please, and let us know. Oh, I will for sure. <laughs> That'd be great. So can you just, uh, before we wrap up, can you just take a moment to, um, you told us where we can get the book. If you can just let us know how we can get in touch with you, social media, your handles for everything. Um that you might have Twitter, Instagram, your website. If you have a, uh, you mentioned you had a Facebook page, so what, how we can find you on that. And yeah. Yeah, so it's tanyaantonio.com is my website, but everything else is at Tanya Joy Antonio. So T A N I A Joy. T A N I A, that's important too, because I think yeah. when people hear Tanya, they, they think it might be spelled differently. So that's yeah. good. And yeah, they can connect with me any, anyways. I love getting messages from people. I love, um, I do angel card readings and I've been having such amazing connections with people. I just did one for a girl all the way in Perth, Australia, and it was amazing. So a lot of people connect with me for those and yeah. Okay. Sounds amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. You know, it's a, it's awesome to have someone like you and who, who's doing such great work for society at large. You know, I think this is very important. And, you know, to, to listeners out there, you know, pick up the book, you know, uh, and get it and try it out, you know, and try it out for a month, two months, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm-hmm. see the change, see the difference in your life. For sure. And uh, we wish you all the best with your inspired endeavors that you're going on and, and know that... Um, you know, you're influencing people in a really positive way. And we hope that you, you are able to continue that, that work. And then also, you know, blessings on your on your journey with your daughter as you guys continue to inspire each other and um, 
all your creative stuff that that comes from that spot. So thank you. I feel so blessed to have connected with you, and thank you for holding space for me and um, letting me on you know be on your show. It's just it's such a, such a beautiful uh, thing you have going on here. Very cool. We're so happy to have you. You're an amazing guest, and we're sure that our listeners will get something really positive out of this. So thanks again for for uh, being a guest. Yep. So uh, to our listeners, please check out our platform at griefdreams.ca for more information on the topic. If you have Facebook, you can join the Grief Dreams Facebook group. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Grief Dreams. Uh, this podcast can be found on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and many other podcasting platforms. Uh, if you're interested in being a guest on our po- podcast, please email us your story and what you would like to share at griefdreamspodcast at gmail.com. Um, So again, with love and gratitude, as we like to end our show, because again, we love what we do. We love being able to um, promote loss and grief and and dreams and how to uh, have these conversations with people all around us. And gratitude, because uh, again, you know, we get to do this, you know, and we have so many listeners who are downloading it from Canada to the U.S. to across the world. So thanks for listening. And uh, until next time. Great. Thank you. Have a great day. beginning.